0: Good morning, afternoon, or night, everyone. I'm Verve Coach Gordon, and you are listening to Big Picture You, the podcast where wellness practices and concepts meet practical application and real-life example. Welcome to the second episode of my podcast. Thanks for listening and for the great comments about the first episode, especially during these most challenging times. I really appreciate you taking a little bit of time to give a listen to the program. I Remember, you can reach out to me anytime at info at vervecoach.com with comments, questions, issues, suggestions for interviews or ideas for future programs. All appropriate material will at least be considered. So along those lines, I really wanted to, on this episode, to connect a bit with community and just kind of hear what folks are doing out there, uh, how they're coping, how they're managing relationships, families, all these changes, and some that are going to stay with us uh, possibly forever. And in all my days, and I've been around a few days, I've never seen anything like the current global health crisis. I remember the atomic bomb drills when I was a kid in school what we would do, uh, we'd all be in class and we'd hear the sirens go off, uh, similar to the uh, sirens for the emergency warning system we have today in our communities. So the sirens would go off and we'd line up orderly, walk out into the hall, and in lines, we would line up on either side of the hallway, sit facing the wall, put our feet against the wall, our knees up, our heads on our knees, and our hands behind our heads. This would protect us from an atomic blast. I don't know how close to ground zero they were considering, but that was the drill that they had worked out. But again, nothing like the global pandemic that's happening now. But even with stay-at-home orders and such, folks have been doing a lot to stay positive and connect in supportive and positive ways through social media and other online avenues. It's really uh, quite inspiring to see so many outpourings of kindness and care during these rough and super challenging times. Upon the few occasions uh, I've been out, either by myself or with my wife on essential business, of course, over the last couple of weeks, I've found people to be generally upbeat and pretty cool, not letting fear get the best of them. I have great faith that uh, humankind will overcome and as we all do our part we just have to remember that we are all in this together and there are ways that we can each contribute to the nation's and the world's wellness and well-being not just now but ongoing there's a lot of great stuff in this episode so please enjoy the listen as I mentioned a moment ago I solicited comments from community members and it was based on the following prompt. What are you doing for yourself and others during this stay at home? What is your take on the situation and how are you feeling and coping slash surviving? There may be some stuff you have already heard or are already doing within this episode. And there may be some stuff that is new to you. Either way, feel free to share. And I greatly appreciate all of my contributors and the voices from the community. So by way of prefacing the voices from the community, I'm going to make a couple of comments about what I've seen around our neighborhood taking place and what I'm doing myself. One thing that's happening in our neighborhood is that people are putting teddy bears in their windows as a show of solidarity. Also putting up I can help signs. There's outreach through neighborhood social media platforms. Neighbors asking from a distance, of course, if we need anything. So we're having some conversations, yelling across the fence, across the street. We're also seeing some colorful chalk art around the neighborhood. Some kids are putting down some inspiring messages and some really lovely artwork. So people in large part are being courageous, putting a good foot forward, But I think uh, we understand that people are worried and even scared, not only for themselves, but for others as well. Family, children, loved ones, the future. But most folks are also abiding the mask guidelines. But a side result is that we can't see the emotion in one another's faces. The beautiful smiles of humankind, or even sadness or worry but the eyes can be very expressive. So don't shy away from smiling at one another because your eyes will surely carry the message forward. So some of the things I'm doing include offering free coaching mini sessions. And these are about 15-minute sessions. Provide a little motivation, a little bit of uh, upbeat conversation, cheerleading. Feel free to reach out to me at info at vervecoach.com. And we can get that scheduled for you. I'm also reaching out to families and kids with a new song called Countdown for Courage. And I'm asking kids to call in with uh, voiceovers to be included on the recording. So being creative yet maintaining that social distance. I'm also dedicating podcast episodes and asking for input from the community. A lot of uh, useful information comes across my email, so I'm making sure that I distribute and redistribute from organizations to individuals and vice versa. Personally, I remain super grateful and confident in humankind. And a practice I use, and a recommended practice for my clients and listeners, is to each and every day give thanks and express gratefulness. And do this in ways that are appropriate to your belief system. Our first uh, voice from the community today is a man that I met at Adams City High School. He is a math secondary coordinator, a high school math teacher, works within the Adams 14 school district, and he's the president of the Commerce City Leadership. And he writes in very concisely yet effectively, to educate towards cleanliness and pandemics, going hand in hand. Some practices that should be common practices, but are not, that lead toward a lack of cleanliness, that, of course, lead to the larger picture of public health and pandemics. Thank you so much for that comment, Adrian. Much appreciated. Our second voice from the community is that of my beautiful wife, Nit And she writes, I am thankful for the love and strong support of family and friends, especially my husband, who is my strongest supporter. She's thankful for having the resources to be able to take care of ourselves and family, and that we can provide help if asked. To stay positive, she maintains her yoga, and keeps calm and focused through that practice she relies on her faith to keep her spirits up listens to music for good cheer gets out in nature to open the heart to beautiful and living things whether it be taking walks or even in our own yard she's also reached into her forgotten skills of sewing and embroidery becoming more creative and has begun to enjoy reading books again. So some benefits coming out of all of this. Her passion for cooking is reignited, learning to cook new recipes and loving it even more. Now I've got to mention at this point in the program that my wife's amazing cooking is foundational to our relationship. It goes all the way back to our courtship over 30 years ago. And at that time, I was uh, pursuing some creative career options, including dance and music. Didn't have a lot of money. Didn't own a car. I lived in downtown Denver, and she lived way over on the other side of town in Aurora. And after my long days of my activities, I would ride out to her apartment on my bicycle, getting there between 10 and 11 p.m., and she would have these lavish multi-course meals laid out for me. Uh, My wife is from Thailand, and that's where and how she learned how to cook, so you can imagine how wonderful the meals were and still are. So, within this stay-at-home, the cooking has ramped up even more. Emotionally, she says she is strong and hopeful, but sometimes sad for those who have suffered the loss of their loved ones and for those who have to work all the time because they have no other choice. She feels hopeless at times because she can't help them. Moving forward to the big picture, she says that's when we all have to make a lifestyle change to need less stuff, use less stuff, and to care more for each other and Mother Earth. She closes by saying, together we will be stronger as a person and as a nation. I hope that we will be more gentle and kind to each other here and around the world. After all, we are one human race. Indeed we are. Thank you so much, Ned. Our next voice from the community is that of Rhonda. Rhonda works for the Douglas County School District. She's a one-on-one special education educational assistant. And she has a son who is following somewhat in her footsteps within that same field. She says she's staying positive by having gratitude. She goes on to say, grateful daily for our healthy family. Grateful we all have food and shelter. Grateful I can see mom and help her with her needs. Grateful I have a job and I'm getting paid with insurance during this time. I'm feeling so, so, so grateful. Grateful. I'm hopeful that everyone can take away positives from this, myself included. It's been great to see the world take care of each other monetarily and emotionally. I hope we can all keep it up and see less divisiveness. Coexist, as the bumper sticker says. She also hopes we can enjoy what we have and have a heart for those who are less fortunate. Rhonda also says... Ecologically, our planet has had little time to heal from pollution and the human effect. And I guess we could use that metaphorically as well. In closing, she says, our Earth's heart is beating again. Our next voice from the community is that of Biftu. She is the school director of Pharmacia Pre-Pharmaceutical School. Look them up for a wonderful career opportunity. And Biftu says, grab the opportunity to create positive change. Let's not return to business as usual. Change brings opportunity. It is up to us to take the opportunity and excel to the next level of achievement and not go back to samo. It is unto us to accept the lesson or not. When hardships hit, Focus on new doors that are opening. Look at change and harvest the benefits. Thank you very much for that wise input, Biff2. Now within the uh, voices from the community, I wanted to connect with someone uh, who works directly in the healthcare industry. So this next voice from the community is that of Marina, and she is a baby nurse, and works long, arduous hours normally, now with additional heavy stressors. Marina writes, work is very different. The most difficult part for me is the fact that there are so many unknowns, and our policies and procedures change on a daily, sometimes hourly basis. It is very difficult to keep up. I am in charge at work, so that adds additional stress, as staff look to me to know what to do. I also work with very educated nurses and physicians, and they read a lot. Sometimes it seems too much. There's a high level of anxiety at times due to what they see happening at other hospitals and bad outcomes. Our hospital follows the CDC guidelines, which are constantly changing, but according to articles you read, it doesn't necessarily protect healthcare workers, And it can feel like it is based on the amount of supplies we have and not what is safest. That adds a lot of anxiety and fear. As far as our patients go, they deliver their babies with only one support person allowed, the entire hospital stay. Their other children, their parents, etc. can't meet the babies until they go home. Our patients are not allowed any personal items other than a cell phone while at the hospital and the staff caring for them are always wearing masks and other personal protective equipment, which makes the whole experience much more impersonal and completely different. She continues, But at home, I feel blessed to be forced to slow down in a world where my husband and I are usually always too busy running from activity to activity with little time to see each other and spend quality time with the family. So we have been playing games with the kids and have organized many rooms in the house. little positive outcomes there. However, on the flip side of that, she goes on, homeschooling four children while working full-time nights is so very challenging. I feel constant guilt that I'm not able to dedicate enough time a day towards their learning. And trying to manage and teach during school time with the kids who are straight-A students at school yet still need pretty constant support and help navigating a new online learning system is a whole new beast. I'm not a teacher, she exclaims. And as awesome as teachers are in trying to make it as user-friendly as possible, and they are as supportive as they can be, it's challenging. I think I could manage one or two kids just fine, but four? All in all, I am saddened by the world we are living in. And it mostly feels surreal. I am very grateful that my husband and I have good paying jobs during this time and that everyone we love is healthy and has not been affected by COVID. I miss our family and friends. She closes, there are so many emotions and they change regularly. Thank you very much, Marina. You see some commonalities there and some very... Unique things as well due to her occupation and the uh, hazards out there currently. Now, we all know that the basis and foundation for the current global pandemic is COVID. But there are many, many other social implications, results, and repercussions that are going to come from all of this. Uh, Again, I wanted to get a good cross-session of folks for our voices from the community today. This next voice from the community comes from Susanna. She is the Latino Services Officer at Alpine Bank. Susanna says, do whatever it takes to stay positive and motivated. For me, it's getting up early in the morning, working out, and getting ready as if I'm getting out of the house making sure I am feeling energized, and making the best out of my day. Whether it's business, fitness, family time, wellness, spiritual growth, whatever it is, it will help you accomplish what you have set your mind to. Can't wait for this COVID-19 to be over and be able to get back to my normal life. But in the meantime, I'm doing my best to remain positive. As Viktor Frankl Concentration camp survivor of World War II said, everything can be taken from a man but one thing, the last of the human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any given set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. Thank you so much for those comments, Susanna. Very appropriate and insightful. Connecting with history. And Susanna closes with these hashtags. Stay strong, choose freedom, positive attitude, grateful, thankful, blessed. Austin from Fine Measures Carpentry is our next voice from the community. And he says, I stay positive in reflection of what we have, the home and the space we can seek refuge in. The fact that we are all safe and have an abundance of love food and support from our family and friends how do i feel i feel great and very happy and thankful for our well-being and the opportunity to spend time with my wife and children it's almost a staycation even though i'm still working and we have the children to school, which is very stressful i do have to say on the inside I am deeply disturbed and saddened by the extreme loss of lives and for those whom are affected by losing loved ones or don't have a safe place to seek refuge. I feel life going forward is going to change things for the better. I'm hoping for more remote working for those who can and hopefully less violence and more community. Thank you so much for sharing that, for your insights and your wishes. And we have a couple more voices from the community to hear before we close out this episode of Big Picture You. Thanks again for tuning in and being a supporter of the Big Picture You podcast series. Our next voice from the community comes from Terry and here are her thoughts. First, to be positive. I try to stay on schedule and not get frustrated. I keep busy. Keep things clean and organized. Do one thing at a time. Play classic country music so I can sing along. Emotionally, I feel frustrated. I feel like crying sometimes and am just plain tired, overwhelmed, still trying to be positive about the future. As for lifestyle to go forward, I personally believe we have to get healthy in order to fix the economy. If we don't have our health, We don't have a life. Very profound words, Terry. Thank you so much for those comments. And I did mention at the top of uh, her segment that she is also caregiver for her 100-year-old mother. So there's uh, some additional challenges going on there that Terry faces each and every day very courageously. I've got to say that I uh, have truly enjoyed these comments coming in and the privilege of reading them in my podcast. And we have one more to uh, close out the comments and then a couple of tidbits after that before we close out this episode of the podcast. And our final comment comes from Sarah. She says, my ways to keep positive are to keep mixing the fun things up into little times like puzzles, drawing, hammocks, baking, reading, but also doing my best to maintain my normal routine to get ready and make myself food, going on a mile walk or two to keep sane. Thanks for those comments, Sarah. Much appreciated. And again, we can see some folks doing the same types of things, common things, other folks doing unique things to them, but many things revolving around return to activities, maybe that, uh, We drop from our lives that uh, should be picked up again, things revolving around family and friends. And even though we're feeling very hard times, there is a pretty extreme loss of life. There's a lot of wonder of where this is all going to head and how the country and the globe is going to recover from all of this. People are still trying to go about their business, stay on routine. Remain upbeat, educate their children, and try to keep on somewhat of a face of normalcy. Very commendable. There have been so few incidences of violence, of fighting, of meanness. I'm not saying they're not out there and that some have not happened. But by and large, what I'm seeing and hearing is that people are really trying to take this in stride, do the right thing and come out the other side optimistic and ready to make positive change or continue with positive change that has already been happening. I'd just like to mention a couple of other voices from the community that have come across my email, social media, or text. First item was sent to me by Rhonda, and we heard from Rhonda earlier in this podcast. She sent me a note about CBS News item Regarding Youth Poet Laureate Amanda Gorman, she offers words of hope amid this pandemic and I found the item on YouTube And it really is a wonderful recital of a really beautiful poem So check that out on YouTube Youth Poet Laureate Amanda Gorman The second item I saw is on People magazine online and it's entitled Outstanding 34-year-old scientist leading the charge on coronavirus vaccine trials. Her name is Kizmekia Corbett. Um, Give that a look-see, People Magazine Online. Really uh, wonderful read. As the second episode of the Big Picture U series, this has been uh, an especially rewarding experience for me. Also been somewhat of an emotional experience for me. And I do so appreciate all of the comments and sentiments. And remember, if you have any comments on the program, reach out to me at uh, info at And as I mentioned a moment ago, there's a few more little tidbits here before we close out this episode. First one about the book, uh, the second issue of my book, 11 Energies of the Verve, A Journey of Personal Positivity and Performance of Best Self. And that is available at Amazon, and it's also available through me at www.vervecoach.com. Be sure you're getting the new rewrite, which has a big 11 graphic on the front. The first edition has a hand holding the sun, and that uh, should be out of print at this point. But there's a lot of uh, self-wellness and motivational content A lot of dynamic photos and graphics. I've included suggested wellness activities and routines um, based on some of the things that I do. I've also uh, enclosed a bit more about myself, um, some of my experience and background, things like that, that I hope is informative and uh, enjoyable for you. There's also a fun activity in the back of the book, the free 11 Energies Revelation Tool, And it's in the back of the book. It's also at my website, www.vervecoach.com. If you click the menu item 11 energies, go about a quarter of the way down the page, click the link to the energy revelation tool, and you'll be taken to that page. So you fill out the uh, requested information. It's very brief, not more than a few minutes. You send that in to me, gordon at vervecoach.com. And I do an evaluation and a revelation, and then I send you back a response and uh, a loose type of scoring that just uh, is a little bit of a barometer of where you stand in uh, some of these dynamics. Again, I want to thank everybody who contributed to this episode. Um, If you have any comments, questions, issues, suggestions for interviews, ideas for future programs... Just contact me at info at vervecoach.com. And remember, all appropriate material will at least be considered. I'd also like to mention my new theme song that you heard throughout this uh, episode. It's called Path of Totality. And you can find the full version on SoundCloud under Gordon Tunes. And in two weeks, I'll have the next episode of Big Picture You podcast series called Create Movement, starting with a wonderful story about my experience auditioning for the Colorado Ballet and then getting into some other dynamics of creating movement in different ways through different venues in different parts of society and in institutions, creating forward positive movement and in sign off I'd just like to say remember that kindness is beautiful be well my friends